On the Choose to Think podcast, I will encourage and empower you to engage and optimize your best thought life in practical, meaningful ways so that you can live day by day in joy, peace, and God's purpose despite all externals. This is Victoria, and welcome back to the Choose to Think podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Brain Changer. Today's another special episode of a Clubhouse Mastermind, and we're going to chat all about the support mindset. And listen, would you like a cheat sheet with all the tips and tricks that we discussed today on today's show? I think I have something like 20 tips altogether, some about how to support others and foster the support mindset, and other tips about self-care, especially if you're feeling kind of like you're running on empty these days. We've got some ideas that a few of a few of my friends and I, we gathered on Clubhouse and we chatted about, and they helped me form these lists. So be sure to snag your free PDF download, and you'll see the link in the show notes. So without further ado, let's get going with the support mindset. So what what do you do if you feel comfortable sharing? What do you do in your life to help other people? And it can be very basic. Sure. Yes, I um this is a good topic because I think I support people a lot. I that's I mean that's that's really like my background. That's my whole premise, I think, from a purpose is I love supporting people. I love encouraging people. You know, I love to, um, I think it's to, uh, it's like the prophesying is to edify, exhort, and to comfort God's people. And so I just love being in the background, pushing people, you know, into their destiny, just encouraging them in whatever they're doing. Even like, um, for my own self, um, you know, I've been going through a trial, test and trial lately that um, I've been having some eye surgeries. And so uh, yesterday I was even at the Eye Institute um, and going through, you know, I had to have emergency laser, laser surgery. So I was in the bathroom and I heard, you know, someone kind of sniffling and, and blowing their nose. So I assumed this lady was crying. So I was like, Lord, give me the words to say, you know, give me the words to encourage someone. So, you know, I went out and, and I washed my hands and I was like, is is everything OK? And, you know, she started telling me a little bit of her story. And I was like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm so sorry you're going through that. I was like, can I pray for you? You know, and so and she just broke down crying even more like like um, like she really needed that, you know, she really needed somebody just to listen and just to encourage her. And so I prayed with her right there in the bathroom. And, you know, it, it just really empowered me, even though I'm going through my own situation. But I was so glad that God gave me the opportunity to encourage somebody else. That is such a good example, Monica. I love that. So we're going to create as many action items items as we can together. And the number one that I have, which you so boldly demonstrated is prayer. It's stepping out and saying, let's let the dust settle just for a second and let's reorient our minds and our thoughts and let's pray. Let's ask God to enter in and, and to help us with this situation. So yes, I have that down as the number one item 
that we can do to show support and to serve others and to bless them. So you mentioned like encouraging others, edifying them, comforting them. Can you think of other actual action items that you do to do that? Like, do you write letters of encouragement, like little notes or letters that I'm going to put that on the list too, because that's one I actually like to do myself. I like to just write a few sentences to encourage or to bless or to say, Hey, I'm thinking about you a little note. It could be old fashioned snail mail or even sending a text or an email. How are you doing? And, and trying to engage that way. So I'm going to take that one, but can you think of something else that, that maybe you do or we can do to, to edify, comfort, exhort, support? Well, um, no, but just on the line of writing the letters, it's just that um, sometimes when I go on Facebook, when I'm available, it, if I see someone hurting or in need or um, um, someone like reaching out saying that they're depressed or that they're, you know, they don't want to go on, I see that a lot. And so, and I uh, ask the Lord to give me words to say, words of encouragement. And so... Um, I go on their page, you know, and, and try to encourage them, try to let them know that they have purpose. You know, they are still here. They are still breathing. So they have purpose for something. And so um, I just try to encourage them that way. Do you actually like write a note on their on their page or their feed or do you send them a private message or do you send them like an image or something like that? No, but I actually write a note right there on their post. And I usually uh, put scripture with it. I, uh, I ask the Lord to show me a scripture or I look up a scripture correlating with the situation that they're going through. And so I try to encourage them. And I try to use scripture and I try to um, encourage them that they're valuable and needed and loved. That's wonderful. I think another item that we can add to the list would be volunteering. And maybe that is so obvious. Just, you know, of course, when we're volunteering, we're actually supporting a community, a group, uh, uh, an organization. And so that's a kind of a given on how we can plug in. It may be that we're volunteering at our church. We're in a, we're in a service leadership position there, or we're helping with the children at church, or maybe it's at the local soup kitchen where we're spending some time. Because again, we sometimes I think personally, I get snagged because I'm like, oh, how can I do that? I don't have enough energy to do what I'm doing. But I miss the scientific backing behind just how invigorating and how beneficial serving and supporting others and being a part of the community actually is. It, it Inadvertently, like I said at the beginning, it's it, we help ourselves when we actually help others. We, when we refresh others, we ourselves are refreshed. And it's just a wonderful blessing that comes with, with that. I also think of making meals or maybe making bread or cookies or something to share in the neighborhood. That's another action item that we can take, especially if we love baking and cooking and, and those types of things. I don't know about you, but I also I, I donate blood, just red blood cells regularly. And my mom 
actually modeled that for for my family and so many years ago and that kind of trickled down to me and i always feel like i'm really doing something amazing when when i do that and just extending you know myself to to help others not that i'm trying to brag on myself or something like that i'm just trying to emphasize that it it there is a a connection there that hey i've i've i'm i might be helping even one person now, i don't know what happens to that blood but or you know if it's it can be used or if it's sitting somewhere i have no idea but but it's just that the possibility that maybe that's saving a life or helping to sustain a life. And it's such a, a feel good feeling that is relatively easy. And it connects me into a greater purpose and a, and a community and a, a something bigger than I really am. So help me out here, Monica. Can we think of a few other things? Um, those, those are so awesome. Those are great points that you pointed out. And those are things that I do not do currently. So um, that just with you saying that right there just really encouraged me <laughs> to like volunteer at the soup kitchen. So that's awesome. And to give blood, that's, of course, saving lives. That's precious because I myself have received blood before. So the, those are precious gifts that you are doing. Um, one other that I can think of is like um, I, I teach, I do volunteer at church, uh, you know, helping with the kids or, and I teach Sunday school sometimes, but, um, with the elderly mothers, like they don't get to get out as much, you know? And so I do give them phone calls. I've called them or I, uh, stop by and just give them a treat. Like, um, the last box i took them a box of um healthy snacks like nuts or uh and cookies well those weren't very healthy but you know i try to stop by and give them just a treat or even order them a flower even if i can't stop by so just things like that for the mothers in the community or in the church i love that the bible even tells us to look after widows and orphans in their distress yes. and what a wonderful service. What a blessing you are when you do that. And, you know, sometimes our elderly are really lonely. And we've, my family, when we've moved into neighborhoods, we've always been blessed with maybe a little, you know, the, the proverbial little old lady down the street. And, and we've always tried to adopt that little old lady and just, um, you know, try to minister and care for her. And, and, but the thing that happens when we do that is I always think, oh, we are helping her. But really, that ministry that my family has had has so helped us because when you serve and when you're, when you have that mindset to support others, again, just to underline how beneficial it is actually to you. It it does broaden our perspective. It makes us realize that someone else needs help maybe a little bit more than we do. And it doesn't take a whole lot of time, really and truly, to, like you said, take a take a little fruit basket or send a, send some flowers. Or we we may 
on this side of heaven, not really know the impact that the smallest and kindest gesture may have on someone's life. And I'm sure you've received a gesture from someone else who's been showing support to you that was just at the right time, God's timing and something that so blessed your heart that, you know, it may have brought you to your knees even in appreciation to the Lord at, at his timing and that precise encouragement that you needed at that precise time. And I know I've, I've had that. I've been on the receiving end of a supportive friend or community member or neighbor or colleague. And, and just by what they've done or said has made a huge difference in my life. And, you know, and they're thinking, well, it's just this little box of chocolates, Victoria, what's the big deal? But to me, receiving that means more than they may know, because maybe I have hidden, not hidden, but just untold uh, trial or discouragement going on in my life. And that little bright ray of sunshine kind of breaks up the clouds and gives me a little glimpse that, oh, I'm not alone in all of this. And that's one of the beauties, I think, of the whole community and support mindset. It's that we aren't alone. We don't do our lives alone. Of course, we have the Lord and he is with us, God with us, Emmanuel. We have a spirit, the comforter of all comforters, but it's so nice when other human beings step into our arena with us and encourage us. And it is such a blessing when we get to do the same for somebody else. Another thing that I'd like to add to our list is just the practice of smiling. I don't know if you've been in a like in a line, a checkout line at Kroger or Walmart or someplace like that, and and you're like, you know, the 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 clerk may not even be saying anything to you or looking at you, and it's just like going through. And so sometimes I, I try to make it a practice to look at their name tag and say their name like hi, Ginger, how are you today? And just smile at them because who knows what kind of people have come through their line today or who knows what's going on at their home. Or maybe it's a single mom who has children who's wondering, okay, how am I going to school my kids now? Or how am I going to get them to soccer practice or a gazillion other issues? And so the power of a smile, which is such a simple way to bless someone, And again, it's that reciprocity where we smile and it helps someone else, but it also releases endorphins and kicks us into gear. And it's so beneficial for ourselves. So again, it's that same principle. And I see Shelly is in the room. Oh, hey, Shelly. Conversation is, has been all about the support mindset and what that means, how it benefits us and certainly how it benefits others. And so Monica and I have been brainstorming on ways that we actually show support in our families, in our communities, at our churches. And some of the items we came up with, we've got a list going and I would love to have you add to this list. We've got prayer, we've got write notes or letters of encouragement or even messages say on Facebook and so forth volunteering. Number four was meals, like doing little meals for someone or taking them baked goods or cookies. Number five, donating blood. 
you know, using, taking time of, out of our day to, to give of ourselves in a way that might save lives. And then the last one we were discussing was elderly, taking care of widows and orphans and the elderly folks. And just, you know, often they're lonely and they may not have anyone on their radar visiting them or engaging with them. So sending them flowers or taking a box of chocolates or just stopping by to say hello is a way to support someone, someone else and to be outwardly and others focused. And the last one that I mentioned as you came in and you may have heard a little bit of was just smiling, smiling at someone has a way of helping us. And it also has a way of you know, if we genuinely smile at someone and our eyes are kind of twinkling and lit up, even when we see someone that we know, it impacts them. And so we can encourage and support others just by smiling. So can you think of anything, Shelly, that you might like to add to what we can do to show support? I love all those. Uh, wow, that's a, a really, really great extensive list. Um, all tangible ways to uh, show support. I think just living in the virtual world that we live in now that we've had to become accustomed to, um, I, I don't know if it seems impersonal, but you know, just sending a text or sending a, a message, a DM, um, just to let somebody know, hey, I'm thinking about you, how are you doing? Uh, you know, let me know if there's anything I can help you with or pray about, uh, you know, just, that instant uh, communication, um, just because we do live, <laughs> we have gone from uh, snail mail to digital mail. <laughs> and uh, I think that, you know, if you're, if you're short on time, but you, you know, God brings somebody upon your heart, you, he wants you to reach out to then, you know, the quickest way would be to just, you know, send them a text, send them um, in phone call. I mean, getting on the phone that's that's old school but we don't typically do that these days but um that would be another another way to show support and uh just let somebody know that you're you're thinking about them i'm shelly and i'm finished I love that, Shelley. And you, you've, you know, ha I hadn't thought about the virtual element, and so that's such a good reminder. I at first I was a little cringy with Zoom and that whole thing. And even though I have been using Zoom in all my online classes, I teach Spanish at the college level as a it's actually my full-time job, but I'm trying to transition to full-time ministry and podcasting and writing and all of that. But, um, but the but now what I, what's happened since I guess, you know, we're not meeting as much face to face with our friends and our family. We may not be. Zoom is, I've enjoyed it. And I do a weekly devotional with my daughter-in-law and we jump onto a, a Zoom or a Google Hangout. And it's just, it's, maybe it's not the same, but it's, I'm going to say it's equally meaningful as meaningful to me. So thank you for mentioning that aspect of the, you know, let's, how can we pivot in this virtual, quote, virtual world that we're in that still helps us to feel connected and still helps us to support and to serve others? Part of what you said went with our number two about writing notes and letters and posting on pages, on people's, you know, Facebook pages and so forth. So the life that's in our words, the blessing that is in our words 
it, it's just amazingly powerful. And so we want to use our words and our mouths indeed to bless and to serve and to encourage and to support others. So, so what a great extra tip to put on there. So Titi, welcome to the, the room. And I think you kind of came in as we're discussing the support mindset and we're brainstorming all together on ways that we may be able to support our community, our family, just anything you can think of or you want to add, Titi, we may have it on the list already. We're up to eight action items that we can take now to serve others and to show support to others. But you want to chime in anything? Uh, you've probably already covered them all as a family because my siblings and I are on three continents. And um, being, since uh, the pandemic, we've been meeting on Zoom once a week. And that's been really amazing. We, we never communicated so much before that. And I found that really helpful. Not everybody is able to make it, but um, yeah, that's been just a, a, like a half hour, 45 minute catch up once a week has been great. And yeah, it is just being able to get through a word, WhatsApp, send a message to someone just to let them know you're thinking about them. I found those really helpful and meaningful. You know, not everybody has the time to spend half an hour on the phone, but, um, you know, just a message, a short message is, is quite powerful sometimes. Thank you so much. Yes, for underscoring some of those things. I love it. We also mentioned earlier about the benefits of fostering a support mindset. It actually increases her longevity. And that, to me, you know, it shouldn't be a surprise, but it's such a pleasant thought knowing that when we support others, we have some studies show a 63% increase in our own healing. In other words, when we are attempting to encourage and support others, we're essentially healing. It's a, it's a healing balm to our very soul and our hearts. It also, the support mindset helps us to handle our emotions a little bit better. Sometimes we just need to chat with a friend. We need to be on the receiving end of encouragement. But when we're encouraging others, it helps us to develop a new perspective on life in general. And we may even think that, gee, we thought we had it so hard, but really and truly, maybe we don't. When we foster that support mindset, it actually increases our own ability to persevere. We're, we're able to learn and to pivot and to do a little bit better when we're connected and feel connected into a community. And also, of course, dec decreases our stress and, and increases our happiness. So sometimes it's just knowing that, hey, I have a, a dear friend who's carrying my load, a little bit of my load. And so it's, it's a such an important mindset, one that I'd never really considered before. And I'm enjoying going through some of these mindsets with you all. I do have a question. I want to know what you all do to actually serve your family, but I'm going to take it a step further. And what I really want to know is how you keep serving your family with enjoyment and with without just getting so tired. In other words, we know that we need to have a support mindset, but sometimes we really, really get weary. Or how do you handle supporting everybody and all the demands that are on 
on your life, for your time, for your energy, how do you actually handle that? We've developed, we've, I think we've, we have concluded that supporting others is positive for us, but could there be a time when, when maybe it's not, or when we're not taking good care of ourselves or drawing boundaries? Can we discuss that just for a few minutes? Anybody have any ideas on that? Just go ahead and pipe up. Shelly, I see you un, un, unmuted. Go ahead. Yes. Uh, this is, it's so vital that, uh, you know, in our day and age is women uh, and I'm not, you know, just saying that there, there's aren't, there aren't men out there that carry the weight, but there are so many women in society now that carry that um, just wear so many hats and working moms or caretakers, so many hats. And it's so vitally important to take time out daily, daily for your own self-care. You need to slip away by yourself for a minimum of 15 minutes a day, 30 minutes a day, um, doing something that fills your soul, that feeds you, um, so you can replenish in order to give back. Um, and you know, there's so many women that feel guilty for doing that, but it's, I feel it's required. It's a requirement for yourself. If you aren't filled up, if your tank isn't filled up, then you can't give back. There's nothing to give. So you you need to find what feeds your soul, whether it's prayer, journaling, meditation, uh, going for a walk in nature. Um, you know, I love to just slip away and just go sit outside in, in my backyard on my deck. And it's, you know, I have lots of trees and I just sit and just stare and just let my mind go completely blank. And it's just kind of a form of meditation. It just, it feeds me. Um, so you really, it's important, it's vitally important for you to, in, in order to care for your family, the way God would want you to care for them is to not feel selfish about taking care of yourself first. And I'm showing them complete. I want to keep going with that list because what we can come up with, what we're coming up with is a list of how we can support others. And now I want to switch to this list of how we can also take care of ourselves in order to have the energy and the stamina and the strength to support others in the first place. So this element that you mentioned, Shelley, of self-care, and I've written down four practical action items that we can do to help ourselves really stay, you know, on our best game. And I've got, first of all, I think you said take about 15 minutes a day to just tend to yourself and to your needs. And during that time, you might pray. Of course, we want to pray and encourage the, you know, it, it involve the Lord in all of this and invite him into whatever our life situation might be. Journaling is another way to really uh, kind of even vent to the Lord or, or write to him or talk to him and, and engage him and, and, you know, he validates his spirit is the one who comforts unlike anyone else. And so that journaling process, I have a, 
I actually have, you know, like a prayer journal and a listening journal where I try to just sit and listen to what the Lord might be saying to me or what message he might have for me for that day. And it is so encouraging to my heart to do that. You also mentioned walking in nature, just taking a long walk and, you know, the exercising, I can kind of tag that onto that is just so important to have a healthy body and mind and spirit, and then taking time just to be alone. And studies show, brain studies show that it is so critically important to disengage and just allow your brain to rest and just give it a little bit of dream time or imagination time just to relax your brain. It is so healthy and and good for your brain to do that. So let's go to you. Um, Titi, can you think of other ways that we might be able to take good care of ourselves as women? I think one of the things the Lord has been really trying to emphasize with me is, is that stillness, you know, just completely shutting off social media not multitasking and and finding you know being still finding that real peace with him and it's been i have to say it's been a challenge for me but like you said for for my brain because we do get involved with so many things with family with life and with learning that um our brains do get very full but um i am learning what it is to be still before God and really just to connect with him in a way that is refreshing and, and that fills me. But um, I find walking very, I, I, I got a dog just so that I, I would be forced to go walking every day. And so that's one of the things I try and do. But I think for me at the moment, that stillness is really key to my well-being and just to, to be able to replenish. I'm done. Thank you. Do you have a particular time, Titi, that you try to just be still? I mean, do you have that actually embedded into your routine somehow? I've been waking up at about 5.30 in the morning. Um, so the house is very still and the house is quiet. And that's been a real, really good time for me to connect because, because they're, you know, not everybody is up at that time. But yes, that's that's for me uh, really important and and sometimes it's just listening to worship or instrumental music and, and just having that time to connect and to listen and just to be quiet before god thank you that's wonderful i have heard a lot of people, a lot of my friends recently talking about just how early they're getting up to have that quiet time and that moment alone. And there is something about the peace and the settledness of our homes when we wake up and it's just completely quiet. And we know that maybe later in the day, it's going to be hustling and bustling and, and, you know, a thousand people going in a thousand directions, but at the moment it's just so still and quiet and, and maybe we're sharp and we're fresh as we've had good sleep. And by the way, I'm going to add sleep to our list because getting those hours of sleep is critical for our brain, our brain function and our 
just our general health and well-being. We need to allow our brains to kind of declutter. It actually goes through, our brains go through a decluttering process at night. And it's this great, it's organizing everything. And it's trying to say, okay, which events need to go be stored in this area of the brain and which ones need to be discarded? And is it, you know, does it go to long-term memory? Or it's just like this wonderful little machine working at night while we sleep. And if we don't sleep or we don't have enough sleep, then we end up uh, shortcutting that entire process. And then we may wake up with a little bit of brain fog or heaviness in our brains when we're not getting that sleep. So how about you, Monica? Do you want to add something to our our list on self-care? Oh, yes. And, and and all of those were great because I do like going to sit by the water, you know, at lunchtime and just just uh, play a game on my phone just to let my brain do something else besides work. And I love um, getting up early to to pray and commune with God, you know, when I have that opportunity. Um, but Another thing that I also love doing, I love going out to eat with my girlfriends. I love going out to eat, well, period. <laughs> but then, you know, the, the fellowship with my girlfriends, just ke- catching up and just laughing. You know, mm-hmm. that laughter is medicine for the soul. So I just love going out to eat and 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 hanging out with them every once in a while. We don't get to do it often. Of course, we have to be masked. Uh, but every once in a while, it just feels good, you know, to your soul just to get a good laugh in. Yes, I think that that laughing is an incredible aspect to an action item to throw in on this. And matter of fact, the what laughter does, those the chemicals and hormones that are released when we actually laugh, again, it kind of causes the stress hormone of cortisol to decrease and the other hormones and chemicals to that are more like the happy hormones and so forth to increase. And so that's such a great way to um, to be caring for ourselves. Sometimes I just, I'll even watch like little videos or like America's Funniest Videos or something that's really funny that really get me kind of in the gut. Like it's just a real, real, just funny to me. And, and I always feel so much better, but better yet to enjoy that with friends. Like you mentioned, it's such a blessing to be able to just kind of cut back and really, really have fun with friends. I know I, you know, I'm going to add exercise into that, like more aerobic exercising and so forth, because I have a group of, of folks who play tennis and pickleball. And what I found over these last months is that we've really gotten so close. And the more we play together, the more, the more we know each other and the more, you know, we can kind of crack jokes and just, we're having so much fun together and it's just a time to relax. And, and I I so enjoy that. And it's kind of like eating out. It's that just being present with someone and enjoying an activity or an event with them really, really is good for my soul. I always walk away feeling refreshed. Number one, I know I'm, I'm exercising my body and I'm trying to keep 
keep my temple healthy. But second to that, I'm also connecting with other people. And, and that sense of being in a group is really positive and brings me life. So can anybody think of anything else? These are such wonderful, um, you know, items, action items. I love this because, and maybe the listeners are thinking, hey, I know one. And if you do know one, then put it on the the Choose to Think podcast and Fired Up Mind community page. We'd love to know what you're thinking about some of these ideas. And I know that sometimes as you're hearing so many different voices that, that it's causing you to be encouraged and inspired and and to know that you're not alone in all of this. And that's one of the reasons that I wanted to talk about self-care because it, it's, you know, we're often told just serve, 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 serve. And that's true. And like you so eloquently said, uh, Shelly, you, you, know, you talked about the guilt sometimes that we feel when we don't and that there's pressure to serve. And, but yet, we also need to, we do need to serve. We do need to give. We do need to support. But it's it's also important to allow God to fill those tanks, all of our tanks, our physical, emotional, spiritual tanks, full to overflowing so that we can then better serve and better engage and better support others. So, but I do want to know if anybody else has any, anybody else has anything to add to this at all? You all are just amazing. <laughs> Yes, um, Victoria, if I could add one more thing, um, along with, you mentioned exercise, and exercise definitely, uh, most definitely, whatever kind of exercise you you want to engage in, it really does help uh, feed your um, endorphins, but good nutrition, good nutrition is, is key as well, I mean, if you're not feeding your body with good nutritious you know, foods and eating your, you know, your servings of vegetables and fruits and, you know, good quality meats if you're, if you're omnivore uh, or, you know, if you're, you're vegan, whatever you're, you choose for your, your way of feeding your body. Um, it, it's, it's key because uh, especially if you're addicted to sugar or things like that, that can totally affect your, your mood, can affect your brain function. Um, so I think that, you know, to add to that list would be to make sure that you're feeding yourself good nutrition. And I'm Shelly and I'm complete. Okay. Shelly, I love that. I'm so glad that you mentioned that as well. And yes, that nutrition element can make or break our day really if we're not well fueled and we don't have the that energy that sustain that sustains us then we're kind of asking for it so yeah that's such a great self-care tip and while we're at it i think i'm going to go ahead and add to our list also to detoxify our environment and um, maybe this is getting beyond self-care but um not i guess it wouldn't be if we're thinking about what we're putting on our body goes in our body and, you know, all the things around us in our homes that may not be the best for us. And again, that we could look at that as self-care, I guess, but it's our environment is so important. And by the way, I will be doing a decluttering challenge, which is kind of like a detox decluttering challenge and I think I have it scheduled for the month of June. So it's coming up and all of you would be invited to take part in that challenge. But we go through 30 days of actually decluttering our homes and we're going to declutter our minds as well. So that's kind of the connection for my actual ministry. But 
you would feel free to join, but we did it last year. I had a group of ladies who joined me last year on this challenge and we, we went through room by room and I have a little checklist where you can, you know, just, it's one day you do one thing and the result, people posted pictures. It was so amazing to see the transformation. And I can tell you that I have children who are transitioning. Three of my children already don't live at my home anymore. They're married. And then I have one son who's graduating from college in a couple of weeks, in one week actually. And so I'm really empty nesting it almost, although I don't call it an empty nest because it's anything but empty. But anyway, um, he, we, we, I got rid of so much stuff last summer during the declutter challenge that I felt lighter. And so maybe we can say that is a bit of self-care. It literally it felt like for all the stuff that left my house, and I'm talking crates of stuff that was donated and gave away. And I put on my, you know, on my curbside and people came and picked it up and just, and threw away stuff and got stuff to the kids that it belonged to them. And just, oh my goodness, I felt so much lighter. It was wonderful. I'm craving that again. It's, I think I want to be, become a minimalist or something because I, I was so, it impacted me. It was so impactful. And I want that feeling again, where it's just, I walk in and there's a lightness in the air because there's not stuff everywhere. So do you all think that's a self-care tip? I absolutely do think that that is, <laughs> yes, absolutely. I totally agree that, um, I mean, when you feel like you're, it, it can make you feel heavy, it, it, you know, just having a home that's decluttered and um, not organized, uh, you can get, you feel like you're just a, a loss in a, a, a place of just mass and you can't think straight or you can't find things and that that can be frustrating that can cause extra stress but it totally is liberating when you can just uh go through and declutter things um and the fact that you're also blessing others you know they say what 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 how what's the saying that one man's junk is another man's treasure yes. um so <laughs> so you could be you know blessing others with what you're no longer using um and then also just you know bringing more you know, airy, you know, put more air into your home, I guess. I just feel like I have to have a place that is decluttered so I can think straight. I just feel um, almost claustrophobic, I guess. If my home yes. Is <laughs> yeah. I felt that same way. That's, that's what I was, I was thinking I was feeling that. And, and also as my kids were transitioning out of the home, it almost seemed like, you know, some of them have been gone a long time, but it seemed like it, it was a necessary time for me to kind of take stock. Plus, I'll also say that last year was the year that I began to step into to my ministry and my business and to begin to learn what it means to be an entrepreneur and how do we do all of this and what I'm going to do a podcast and what I'm going to write some more and, oh my goodness, I'm going to have a digital, you know, all of this stuff that I started doing as the Lord is calling me away from my full-time Spanish teaching job to this other brand new time in my life. And it's a whole new season for me. And it's just, I'm so jazzed up about it. And it's a lot of fun. But I think that that decluttering last summer was symbolic in a way 
to another transition that was coming in my life. And I needed the scene set for that and the stage cleared for that. And, but I'm going to do it again because, you know, I've acquired some more stuff and I'm like, I gave away so many books because I'm kind of a book nerd and, but, but I know I have more to, to read. Why are they just sitting on my shelves? Why is this stuff just sitting in my basement? Why am I keeping stuff? So it really, I, I'm, I, I want to just keep it down, keep it down, keep that so I have a, uh, a, that lightness like you, like you spoke about. So anybody else as we're closing out here, want to have anything else to share, Titi? Yeah, I just wanted to say about decluttering. There's definitely a holistic relationship we have with our homes. And they, I always say that our homes affect as well as reflect us. And that whole, you know, when you look at those shows about hoarding, you have to do something to the home as well as to the person in order to have lasting change and decluttering it works it has an impact on on well-being i think that's such a, a key thing to being able to just feel happy in your within the space that you have so i think that's a, an excellent challenge that you're about to do look forward to seeing what that's about thank you very good. Thank you so much. And and I really appreciate you ladies coming on and sharing. And I after I do one of these Clubhouse, quote, episodes for the podcast, I just can't wait for them to air. So I'm, I've only done one so far, but I've got two in the, you know, in the, what do you call it? They're just waiting. And, and I've, but I've got all these other interviews and things. I've been just having so much fun doing this. But these episodes are so fun. And I learned so much. And I just just feel like I'm on fire with, I can't wait for the listeners to hear this because I know that they're going to, to, when this is over, when the episode is over, they're going to say, wow, I've got some really good ideas, or I was so encouraged and inspired by what these other ladies said. So you all are helping to make my podcast successful and meaningful to so many people. And I really appreciate that. And I will rest assured that when I do air the episode, if you happen to be in it, I will definitely tag you on social media so that you can come have a listen and even share if, if you would be so inclined to do so. So no worries about when is that going to air or something like that. Although I'd appreciate it if you could um, subscribe and, and I would love your support actually for that. And okay, before we do leave, can you tell us how we could support you? How can I support you? Let's start with Monica. Is there anything I could do? Do you need me to subscribe to YouTube for you or, 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 you know, like something for you. What can I do to support you, Monica? Oh, thank you. Uh, no, but I, I have nothing complete yet. But um, I would like a copy of the list that you have. Will you be posting that somewhere? The list you just made? Oh, yes. I will actually probably I do a blog post about every episode that I do each week and so yes I think it would be a nice little maybe we'll do a little cheat sheet or a little you know quick tips on number one serving and supporting and number two self-care so yeah I can envision that and that would make a great little landing page or a you know a quick click to get that if if I don't go that far then it will certainly be in the the actual blog post Okay, so, and how do I get to your blog post? It oh. is, my website is victoriadwalker.com, 
And actually, you can go over there and you can click one of the, the tabs that is there already, like get your free gratitude guide. I have the ultimate gratitude guide, which I think is 37 pages. It's a free downloadable. And the focus is all on being grateful and the gratitude mindset, which we will discuss sometime on the, you know, in one of these uh, clubhouse meetings. But anyway, so if you opt in there, then you can, um, you'll be made aware of the blog blog post because I have a newsletter that you'll get. I do a newsletter twice a month. and But the blog is over there also. If you go to the website, just click the blog tab. And right there, you can see all of them. And they're all categorized. You could pick, you know, they're different categories that you can choose even to browse around and, and look around. But one just went out today for a lovely a young female entrepreneur who, her name is Chris Beth Carey. And she she gave a wonderful tribute to her mother. So I wanted to air that right before Mother's Day. So, but anyway, okay, it's, well, it, yeah, it's all over there. How about you, Shelly? Anything we can do to support you? Well, since you ask, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that several of us uh, are going to be doing a summit. And I would love to invite you to come on our summit. We are just starting to talk about it. So if you're interested, I can add you to our Facebook messenger thread uh, as we start doing the planning. But um, I think it, you would be an awesome addition to our summit if you're interested. Yes. Do you have a date for that? We don't have a date yet, but we're probably, it's definitely not going to be this month. We're thinking June possibly. Um, we just, like I said, we just started talking about it last night, um, and we're going to start uh, the planning process, set a date, and then you know just kind of reverse engineer from there. So, uh, but yeah, once we get a date, I can go ahead and message you, and then see if it works in your calendar, and see if you are able to to join or not. Okay, and let me ask you this, Shelley: What is the topic for that summit? <laughs> Well, we are all in the health and wellness space. So we have some, you know, we have health coaches, we have some that are network marketing, um, have different health uh, products in their network marketing. Um, I have some people that are in mindset, some, uh, we have one lady does Aroma Freedom, uh, and another one is an empowerment coach. So we have, we have the gamut. Okay. Yeah, it sounds like a perfect fit for me. And I would love to be a part of that summit and to share and I because I'm quite certain you don't have a thought coach. And that's what I call myself. America's number one Christian thought coach. Yeah, yeah, that's why I would love for you to join. Okay. you know, and help more subscribers come to your, your podcast, which I love your podcast. I'm already subscribed. And Thank you. if you're not subscribed to her podcast, go to it. She's, <laughs> it it's, it's amazing. I love all the episodes and you just share such wisdom and knowledge and just, I love it. <laughs> well, thank you. Oh my goodness. That means the world to me. And, and it's people like you, all of you who are, it, I mean, it's, it's relatively easy to interview someone and ask questions. The real content is coming from from these these folks who appear and people like you, real life people who say, you know what, this is what it's like to be a 21st century Christian woman. 
and this is what I stand for, and this is what God does for me. And people are hungry to hear that kind of story. We need something that's real and meaningful in our lives, not just fluff, fluff. So um, I appreciate that comment very much. So and and thank you so much for that. And I would love to to I have a goal actually to appear on to do so many presentations during 2021. So that you, that would help me reach my goal as well. So how about you, Titi? Any way we can support you? Um, I can definitely recommend Victoria as a, a summit speaker. She appeared on my month, one of my monthly mini summits that I do. Um, and I would love for you to anybody available to join. It's um, the first three days of each month. They are just stories and strategies, testimonies, really, of um, kingdom women who have overcome one thing or another. And it's called Five Smooth Stones, and it's essentially about slaying giants. And um, you can find the link on my Instagram profile. But, um, yeah, I just would like to use these as opportunities to encourage hope in other people. And so I would love for anybody joining. Shonda's in the audience, and she we also do like a prayer clinic on the fourth day for anybody who is able to join. And Shonda did a, a prayer clinic on the uh, courts of heaven, and that was really powerful. So that um, would encourage anybody to connect with Shonda as well, if they are able to. Thank you so much, Titi. And also just to, as a little notification, if you click on everyone's profile here, you can make sure that you follow them. And then you can go directly to Instagram from there. Usually the Instagram handle is written right there in the clubhouse description and profile. So please visit Titi and connect in with her ministry. I I even, don't you just love the title of it? The, the stones, the five stones and slaying the giant. And it's such a powerful ministry ministry that she has. So, so yes, please, um, that, that we would love to support you in that way. And Chanda, hello, welcome here. We've got just like, I, I know I'm a little bit over time and I try to do hard stops, but if you don't mind, is there a way we could support you here? Good afternoon. I'm Shonda Whitworth and thank you for inviting me up. And I jumped in because I saw my friend Titi was here and I just want to say happy birthday, Titi. <laughs> I saw oh. your birthday. So may the Lord bless you abundantly today. And yes, I uh, teach on the courts of heaven uh, prayer strategy and uh, was blessed to be able to share with Titi's audience the other day on that uh, prayer strategy. And so it was uh, a blessing and I love, I love, love, love teaching on prayer. So yes, um, I jumped in. I'm not real sure what the purpose of this room is, but uh, thank you for inviting me up. I'm Shonda and I'm finished speaking now. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Shonda. We meet every Thursday at 1230 EST, and the the room eventually will be called Choose to Think. So I'm inviting people to come and choose to think with me. And right now we've been going through kind of a series on mindsets, and we choose a different mindset each week and just roll it over and come away with some action items that we can do as, as Christian women and men to support each other and encourage each other and actually kind of put the feet to our faith. So that's in a nutshell of what the room's all about. But thank you so much for joining. And um, I hope that you all can come back next week even. And But for now, I'm going to sign off. 
dear listener, it is a scientifically proven fact that if you subscribe, rate, and write a one-sentence review of this show on Apple Podcasts, or if you make a favorite wherever you listen, or if you text or email your favorite episode link to a friend who it really would encourage, or if you simply share it on social media tagging me when you do, I will love you forever. Seriously, I will. I really need your help and I truly appreciate your support. And say, please stay in touch. Opt in over on my website at victoriadwalker.com. You'll see all kinds of neat things I'm doing over there as I aim to serve you, like writing books, holding challenges, and running online courses and offering coaching. Get your 60-minute free clarity call now. Remember, I call myself America's number one thought coach for a reason. And finally, if you want to see some really cool choose to think t-shirts and other merch just visit the choose to think store and that's with the number two at spring.com and until next time dios primero y que dios te bendiga chao